0: Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project and in this podcast I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability. All for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives since Each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of Pep Talk. So before I get into today's episode, just a quick... um kind of appreciation message just to say thanks to those that have uh picked up on the the podcast that have listened to it and if you've got any value of it you know give it a share i know a couple of people that have um mentioned that they've got something from it and that they they know of someone else who's could benefit or would be interested and so they've they've shared that so i do appreciate that um also you know have a look at the um professional edge project facebook page uh search pro edge project uh on facebook and there's um more stuff on there and more stuff will be coming as well and if you have questions if you have um any of this content that resonates then let me know because that can also drive what i put into these podcasts and what i um kind of content i put out there and um it's also just really useful to know whether this is useful or not um Ultimately, the point of this is to create something and put something out that that helps people, that serves people, that creates a little pattern interrupt, um, that that allows you to maybe think a little bit differently, and like I say, ultimately um, helps you in your aim to be more effective as a person, which ultimately will help uh, how you show up as a professional as well. So, in that vein, on to today's topic. So slaying dragons Now, I was having a conversation the other day about um various things that can stress people um and I was having this conversation with a person and and the topic of productivity came up and uh as part of that a a comment that they made was like you know I know I'm supposed to just get in and you know the main thing supposed to do is slay all your dragons first and and then get on to all the kind of minutiae on the small stuff afterwards. You know, it's important to slay your dragons first. Um, and to be honest, it's one of the, the first time that I've kind of heard that. I can see how that would be uh, one approach. You know, wherever you go into in your day, you get your big projects out the way first. But... Here's my concern. Here's my thing about that, if you like. it's gonna take a lot of mental energy to slay your dragon, yeah, just like slaying a real life dragon um it would take you to be on your top form, you know you're gonna to have to probably be your most creative, your most productive. Um, free from distractions you're going to have to be you know on your best you know on point to be able to slay the dragons to be able to tick off those big projects my approach and it's 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 what I coach and it's what I share And, and when I'm working with people we look to see how we can apply this approach to Their specific situation. For me, it's a little easier Um, for me and my wife because we're self employed, we can dictate our own timetables and what we do a lot more. But it's also possible if you're in an employed role to be able to apply this approach that I'm going to talk about in a minute. And that approach is this it's about matching the task to your current level of attention your current level of energy all right so if you're you know let's say you're a morning person you're a nighttime person you're an evening person maybe you're you know you're most creative at a certain point of the day certain point of the week yeah Well it might be that a certain point of the day or the week or the month that you just are not at your peak okay Trying to slay your dragons, bash out the big projects, you know, do those all important, highly creative tasks. Those tasks that require a lot of mental energy, a lot of attention and focus. When you're not on point, are just going to lead to a kind of a knocking confidence. That's where you're going to hit your procrastination and you're like, oh God, I just can't, I just can't break through this. I just can't, I can't even figure out where to start. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to go and slay this dragon when we're not, we don't have the mental capacity to do so. Now, <clears throat> there's some caveats to this which I'll come on to in a minute. So, if we know and we should know because we've been hanging around with ourselves for long enough, we know when our peak times are, we know what we can do to get ourselves into the most optimum state. Maybe get into work, do an hour of firefighting, buffering, answering and boxing off all those emails, getting everybody else set up on their tasks, if you happen to be a manager or a leader or, you know, doing some of those things that we have to do, then we're kind of a bit more warmed up, we're heads in the game a little bit more, then maybe we can allocate a set amount of time to be able to box off those big tasks. The other thing to bear in mind as well is that our attention levels are not fixed. They will go up and they will go down. There are various things that can affect those attention levels. Hydration, food, tiredness, you know, external um, factors such as other people and so on. But if we can be more aware of what can affect our attention levels and, and where our attention levels are at, then we can, you know, shift and adjust the tasks that we're doing to suit. For example, you might have like a massive report to get out, leaving it to the last minute and then trying to just smash it out when when A, you begin to feel up against it or you decide to work late into the night. So again, you know, your attention level, your energy level is not going to be on point. It's not going to be your best work. And then it can come in or you can begin this cycle of, oh God, why did I leave it so late? We've got guilt. Oh my God, it's not that good enough. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, And you can see how this kind of negative uh, pattern can, be, can occur but if we as far as is possible there will be obvious organisational and time constraints but wherever we can if we can match the our attention levels to the tasks or our tasks the attention levels um, then we're going to be far more productive the work we do is going to be of a better standard and there are other things that we can do as well to help our attention levels, help our focus. For example, we might think, well, I'll just grab another coffee and then, and then I'll get into it. Or just, you know, watching what we eat, sugar crashes, dehydration. You know, these are going to have an effect on our ability to focus. Being tired has the same physiological effect as being drunk. Now, I doubt whether many of us have been drunk in work, maybe the morning after the Christmas party, but how many of us have been really tired in work? And that could be because of workload, it could be because of uh, just being a bit poorly, feeling a bit run down, uh, up all night with kids, you you know, big heavy gym session or, you know, whatever it happens to be, just pulled off an event and so you're quite tired. But... If you think, you know, it's reduced cognitive ability, a reduced ability to focus, um, you know, taking longer to kind of make decisions or get anything done, uh, reduced coordination and so on, you know, those are all kind of effects of being drunk, but they can, the same effects can occur when we're feeling really, really tired. But if our expectation... So this is the thing. If our expectation is that we can maintain the same amount of productivity consistently throughout our entire day and throughout our week and throughout our month, the reality is that's not possible. And as I've said before, when our expectation doesn't match our reality, that's what causes us stress. Caveat number one, this does not mean that you can just go, oh, I'm feeling a bit tired. I'll just... Won't do that really big job that I need to do. Ah, oh, yeah, probably a bit dehydrated today. I'll just leave that big job I need to do. This is not an excuse to not do the things that required. So master procrastinators out there. this is not uh, a way in which you can put stuff off even more. It's the opposite. If you can begin to understand. What affects your attention levels? If you begin to understand where you are, and it might only be like let's get it at five, ten, fifteen, twenty percent more uh, attentive, more focused. Well, that's better than not having that twenty percent more focus. So those would be the times. So those times when you are twenty percent more focused during the day, the week, the month. Maybe those are the times when you schedule slaying of the bigger dragons or if you know that you've got some stuff coming up you've got a big event coming up or you've got um, you know a large amount of work that needs a lot of focus then it comes down to what can we do what is in our control to put ourselves in a position to be lucky to be able to up our attention levels yeah so if we look at it as like low attention levels are you know it doesn't take a lot of mental thought it's like processing emails filing kind of run-of-the-mill stuff stuff we do all day every day doesn't take a lot of creativity doesn't take a lot of thought it's just kind of we can go through the motions so sometimes you know if we're feeling a bit tired or if we've just come into work and we've not just got our head into the gear yet those are kind of great activities just to be ticking over mulling over just just kind of box them out you know, end of the day when I'm tired, I can do this. It doesn't take a lot of thought. It's not got a lot of consequence to it. Then we've got those kind of mid-level attention jobs where they need a bit more thought, a bit more attention, but they're not going to be... They don't need us to be at our absolute best, you know? We need to be a bit more awake, a bit more switched on. Maybe the consequences are a bit higher or the benefits are a bit higher equally. And so they, they, they require a little bit more from us, yeah? And so when, when can we schedule those in? I've boxed off the emails, I've boxed off the filing, I've done the kind of routine, day-to-day, daily you know, work prep, sorted out everybody else, and then I can get into kind of you know, these mid-range tasks that require that kind of middle uh, amount of, kind of energy and focus. Then obviously we have our high level, high creativity. Um, it could be very profit making. They could be things that avoid the more serious consequences, um, You know, the more important jobs. It could be the difficult conversations that we need to have. So those things are going to take and ask a lot more of us. Those obviously require us to be at our best, on point but we cannot stay in that high attention level permanently. If we do, it's just going to be a big mental drain. It's going to take a lot from us and we're going to end up burnt out. Trust me, been there. Okay. But hopefully you can begin to see now how when you are in that super productive, you know, you are in that kind of upper mid attention level into the upper attention level where you are your most creative. I know for me, I'm best in the morning, like not first thing in the morning, I need like an hour or so to wake up, get my head into gear. I'm better if I've gone out, if I've walked, I've got some fresh air, if I've had a little bit of exercise or a lot of exercise to properly get the endorphins going, then I can sit down and then I'm away. Yeah, Or if I've had some level of uh, intense mental engagement first thing in the morning, like a pretty solid workout or a run or, you know, I've managed to go get some climbing done, you know, like six o'clock in the morning for a couple of hours, an hour and a half, then I go and do some work. I am just then in my high creative, high attention levels, best ability to solve problems. Late in the evening, that is not the time for me to solve problems, to be most creative. Because I'm tired, and you, you know that there is such a thing as decision fatigue, so whereby at the end of the day you've you spent all day spending, expending kind of mental energy making decisions, big and small, that you just like oh, I've kind of done. And so for me, in the evening, doesn't work great. But that's great time to do stuff that doesn't take a lot of thought. To do a bit of filing, do a bit of tidying up, get myself ready for the next day kind of low attention level low consequence type tasks but hopefully you can see that if I shift that right if I waste my high attention highly creative times doing mundane stuff what a waste of energy or equally if I try and have to grind out the high attention the creative the really important the high consequence or high benefit type work when I am at really low energy points, when I'm not at my best, it's going to be difficult. It's going to have the potential to knock confidence. You know, it's going to be a lot more, more difficult process. I understand, I get that sometimes we don't get to choose what task comes our way, but I can pretty well guarantee that there are way more times in our day where we can than we actually currently are so that's what I'm going to ask you to do now look at your day look at your week look at yourself and go okay what when, when when do I work best maybe you're a night owl yeah maybe actually you're the most creative you know at that kind of quiet period of the evening maybe you've just got like two uber productive hours straight after lunch or straight before lunch who knows okay you know how you best work or you know what kind of effects and if you look strongly enough you can figure it out you can look at what affects your attention levels you can look at what (coughs) boosts your attention levels whether you feel really good after a run whether you feel really good after you know watching a bit of comedy or whatever it happens to be if you've boxed off the minutiae if you've kind of Fought the fires and and done so on, then you can be a bit more head clear. Or maybe you are the kind of person that just likes to go in and slay the dragons. But the point being is it's matching the tasks at hand with your attention levels and how you work best. Now, if this is slightly counter to what's expected inside your organization, then I would say have a conversation with your colleagues, your managers. To say, look, I would like to try this for a week and see what my productivity is like because I reckon at a moment I've got to come in and I've got to do X and Y and it doesn't suit. So what I'd rather do is come in and do A, B, C and then do X and Y here because that's when I'm most productive. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep, it's just about having a conversation. Rather than going, oh, I've got too much work on oh, I can't get my head in, there's too much, there's overwhelm, there's this. Instead of coming to your manager with a problem, you go there with a solution. You know how you work best. Yeah? We just sometimes got to take time and have a look at it. So matching attention levels to the tasks at hand. Label them just kind of low-intensity medium or average intensity or attention required or creativity required and then those high level attentions and again like i said before you can't maintain high levels of mental attention consistently throughout your day or throughout your week okay so you've got to allow in times for the monday because we've all got those kind of mundane run-of-the-mill jobs to do focused attention for say just a couple of hours at a time on that big project maybe it's going to take you a day or two days to write the report to write that strategy to fill out that procedure complete that procedure write out that risk assessment whatever it is but you're not going to be able to maintain high levels of attention for six hours it's going to be hard so you either have to build in breaks or better yet to schedule sections of time two hours of highly attention highly focused high attention levels maybe over three days and then you tell your colleagues tell your members of staff you know that during those two hours unless it's an absolute emergency you know i'm not contactable yeah i suppose the point of this is if you're going to go and slay dragons if you've got dragons to slay yeah Make sure you're properly on point to do that. So, work with when you know that your attention levels are at best. Do what you uh, do, what is in your control to stack things in your favor. Hydrate well, exercise well, you know, do whatever you've got to do to stack things up so that you are in the best position to slay those dragons. Or alternatively, don't even enter that dragon's lair don't even enter that um arena if you're not on point or if you have to you're just gonna have to expect that (laughs) chances are you're not going to be able to come out the other side in in, in a good way dragon's going to kick your ass yeah sometimes we've just got to you know i get that we've got to put um you know, the time in to pull out those big tasks when we're not at our optimum. I get that. But what you can do is you can manage your expectations as to what the quality's like or there will be certain things that you can do even in that to stack things in your favour. Building a little meditation. When you're in the middle of a big event or, or, or dealing with a crisis or whatever it is, that's the time when managing your energy, managing what goes into your body... Managing your rest, you know, questioning your thoughts, increasing your calm, measuring backwards to see where you've dealt with similar things before. That's where it becomes more important. But all too often it's the opposite. We box off all of that. I won't go to training, I've got too much on. I haven't got time to eat properly, I'll just grab, you know, a cake. That'll do. Cake and another coffee. And then yet we wonder why our energy levels are through the floor and getting through that event, getting through that situation, getting through that piece of work was really hard. So matching attention levels to the tasks, matching tasks to the attention levels and what we can do to shift those attention levels. Yeah. Hopefully that's been useful. If it has, give it a share. Give me some feedback. Let me know um, whether it's useful or if you need help kind of figuring out how to do that in your organisation or how to do that in your day to day. Because sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees. You know, it's like we've got our hand up against our face, but the solution's on the back of a hand and you need somebody else to just kind of, um, you know, have that outside view. So if you want some help with that, um, give me a shout. We can just have a chat. It'd be good to talk. I'll catch you on the next one.